What's up? This is Jeff Staple of the Business of Hype. And as everyone on planet Earth now knows, this is kind of a strange time that we're living in. With everyone hunkered down in their own homes, we were challenged with figuring out how to make a show, both logistically, because I typically interview all of my guests in person, but also like conceptually, like what do you guys want to actually listen to right now in the midst of what we're facing? What do y'all need right now? So we figured maybe let's call a bunch of the good people that have been on the show and just ask them how they're dealing and coping with Corona, both from a business standpoint, but also a personal one. I think hearing from people that inspire us will help us to figure out the footing in these uncertain times. I think we all go through this daily battle of figuring out big picture problems like family and unemployment and health while also tackling minutia, tiny details like when was the last time I washed my hands or do I have enough toilet paper and it's a time to replace my mask or can I get away with one more day? These are definitely very unprecedented times. And so this is just our small part in attempting to gather us together and share some stories. I hope you're able to get something out of these. I know for sure it's helped me out a lot just to have these conversations. Okay, let's get into it. All right. Um, so before we get started, let's begin with the basics. Uh, who are we talking to? What do you do? And where are you right now? You saw my notes. Nobody, nothing, not where I want to be. <laughs> don't say don't say your notes. Just answer the question. No. Yeah, let's start again. All right. Who are you? What do you do? And where are you right now? Um, I am a person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Do I have to be serious? No. <laughs> I agree you're a person. Okay. Hello. My name is Christina Pack. Okay. What do you do, Christina? I'm an artist. And where are you holed up right now in this pandemic? New York. Um, so thanks for being on the call. I know this is a difficult time for, for you and for everyone else. So I appreciate you just lending your voice a little bit to, to our audience. Yeah, because I'm so busy. <laughs> yeah, it was hard scheduling this, actually. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, you know, I, I want you to sort of think about like a couple of weeks ago, like if you could back up in time, like 30 to 60 days, what were you kind of like getting excited about and preparing for and sort of working on before Corona came and smacked us all in the face? Well, before Corona got to America, it's such a different story, right? Mm -hmm. I was in LA in Portland mm -hmm. and I was working there and I was skating and I was skating a lot. I was trying to, I've been training. I have a coach in LA and I also just got a coach in Portland and I guess that was my current project. Just for people who don't know, skating, you mean ice skating, right? right? figure skating, not skateboarding. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, and if people follow your Instagram, they've seen sort of like kid pictures of you figure skating as well. So this is a long time passion of yours. Mm -hmm. It's been 10 years since you're... I've been on the ice. Yeah. Okay. So now, now you feel passionate about picking it back up? Yeah. I've always wanted to get back on the ice. It's just been like a thing with scheduling and, you know, more, most like more, I think it's because um, fear. I was like, I always wanted to get back on the ice, but I was afraid that it, the feeling or the memory that I have of it wouldn't be the same. Ah. Uh -huh. So I not not fear of falling or no, fear of pain. No, because that just oh, wow. that just comes naturally with it, right? You learn as you go. You know, that's mm -hmm. how you when you make mistakes. That's when you learn how to perfect something. Yeah. And so yeah. Interesting. Um, no, I was. And you said you're an artist, and people I think know you a lot for your photography. Isn't that art? Um, so. Yeah, but I'm wondering, do you consider figure skating part of the art as well, a part of the process of the art? It's another form of art for sure. Um, you know, it's another form of expression and mm -hmm. like dances too. And skating and dance are kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, um, that's dope. I like that. And and I could see like you're also trying to capture the imagery of figure skating as well, which is sort of merging the the arts together. Yeah, when I was really into, well, because like skating was my first love and art was like always just there. And but when mm -hmm. I was really making that transition more into art as my full, like my as more of my front, or how do I say that as more of my core, I guess? 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I was, so I was, when I was making the transition into making my art, my priority, um, I was doing a lot of projects where I was experimenting, like photographing movements and playing with the shutter speed and all that, mm -hmm. all that stuff. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Right. Like strange body shapes. It all kind of goes along. Right. With... So, you know, my, yeah. my more, my fine art photography base where it's like more about mm -hmm. the body and the shapes yeah. that I make. So I guess that's what I was more drawn into. Interesting. Cool. And then I would imagine that since the pandemic hit, like access to trainers, access to rinks, all of that shit just got shut down. Yeah. Right? Access to rinks, really. When I came back to New York. So when I was in Portland, that was like when the first death happened in the States in Seattle. Mm -hmm. And coming back to New York, I knew like there were some confirmed cases, but it wasn't a total lockdown in the city. Mm hmm um yeah and then i came back to new york and then i think i started so you haven't been able to do any of it since no since yeah mm, that sucks yeah it does because i was really starting to train um i was looking to join a club as well so yeah crazy yeah um how about your and i don't know if you even necessarily separate the two but like the business of you shooting like you as a paid you know, photographer, hired gun versus this artistic expression. Like how was the, the business of shooting going right before Corona hit? It was fine. I was in LA shooting for a couple of clients and I actually had one client to continue shooting in New York, mm -hmm. which is a bummer because I got paid as a down payment and I can't get rest of the money until I finish the shoot. So it's just on hold, mm. <laughs> which is right, like, right. you know, you never know. Yeah. Did a lot of other clients get pushed and rescheduled as well? For sure. I mean, you can't travel. You couldn't, I couldn't see anybody, you know, you can't see anyone. So yeah. How does it affect your, your day-to-day -day living? I mean, you know, like business equals money, which kind of equals your daily life as well. So like, how has that been affected? Business-wise? Uh, yeah. I mean, and, and how it connects. So business, like, you know, you, you mentioned some jobs got shifted. How does that affect you financially? And then how does that affect you personally? Um, I mean, it definitely, I don't know how to say it's just. Is it like challenging or struggling or. I mean, isn't it you... all always? <laughs> isn't it both? <laughs> Everyone has their own story. So like if, if, you know, if you want to be honest about it, feel free. Well, I mean. It's my job, right? So it's my income. So if I can't work, I'm not making money. Yeah. And then... And so you're, are you like just hunkering down and trying to save every penny right now? Yeah. yeah. As everyone, I assume, it, or like that's what they're doing, no? <laughs> <laughs> Unless, you know, you're, you know, whatever. Yeah. No, everyone's, everyone's sort of handling it differently. I, I've talked to some people that are like, still shopping for example you know like they're still online shopping because i don't know maybe they're trying to maintain some some level of normalcy and you know trying to pretend things are or not pretend but like try fill to just avoid, be, really yeah fill a void exactly yeah. i yeah. so i was talking to one of my trainers recently on the phone and he was like we were talking about like eating habits and he was like yeah it's weird because i was telling him i don't really eat dessert or like really crave sugar like that like mm -hmm. and he was like yeah i'm doing the same and um and then he's like i wonder why we're like eating these like non-normal things that are part not part of our routine or diet and i and i was mm -hmm. like you know i just thought of this but probably because it's comforting and in other ways shopping is comforting for people too so it's just filling that emptiness i guess yeah. so so you're saying recent because of the the home lockdown you've sort of increased your sugar and junk food intake yeah man i'm like my all my snacks are gone <laughs> <laughs> and i'm not really a snack kind of person uh-huh yeah it's like you're more of a a cigarettes kind of person oh man that's that's like out the window for sure really right now you've stopped smoking yeah. for the most part why just for health or because you just want to save the money no because i um I mean, did you see all those like TED talks? Like, you shouldn't be smoking, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, you shouldn't have been smoking <laughs> from the get, but like now, I guess it's enough reason. Well, yeah. I mean, I was already cutting down because of my training, so. Yeah. yeah. While you're at home, are you strictly locked down, or are you like going out for a jog here and there, going to get groceries, or like, are you everything is being delivered? Like, how are you sort of operating? 
Well, I try to go for walks and, you know, whenever I can, I'll try to go for a run. But mm-hmm. it's just not the same. It's you. Yeah. It's really like what you sweat for like 30 minutes. It's just like, what do you do? Right. It's challenging to motivate. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about motivation. You just have to really do it. So I was talking to my friend, Emily, who's also my brand strategist. And we were saying that, you know, it's hard to get motivation on working out. And yeah, the key thing is just to like the first five minutes, just get over the first five minutes and then you, you'll be all okay. set. I, I'm feeling that right now. Today, today's Sunday, mm-hmm. like we're recording on a Sunday and it's like, you know, Sunday is usually like the break day, mm-hmm. but now nowadays there is no break no. day because every day is the same. So like I'm trying to motivate myself to like go for a run later today. But you're right. Just get out there and do the first five minutes and then you're you're in it. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned Emily as like sort of a, a consultant and business uh, strategist for you. Um, and some of the questions that I want to ask you now are related to business. Do you think it'd be a good idea to sort of call her in? Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, Emily, you there? I'm here. Uh, welcome, Emily. Thanks for thanks for being around. <laughs> thanks for having me. Um, so maybe give a brief uh, like sort of intro on, on how you and Christina work together. Yeah. Um, so Christina and I met in college and we did very different paths in lives in terms of career and business. But Christina and I work together in really a kind of in a very professional, but also in a very friendship way where it's like, hey, these are my ideas. What do you think? Mm-hmm. You just talk about, you know, it's advice about, does this sound like a good idea? How could I make this better? What do you know about this movie, this industry? Like, what what do you see happening in it? Or Christina will say, yo, are you, why are you not aware that these things exist sometimes? <laughs> definitely a give and take in that way in terms of business and we definitely just both try and uh, support each other in endeavors but also help you know steer each other on good paths towards okay so i'll ask you a similar question but how have you seen this pandemic affecting like work and business overall i mean it's been pretty devastating right for the entire market (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's really interesting to see how a lot of people are responding. I mean, I know that you guys do a lot in fashion and just to see, you know, I, I'm sure that if you are signed up for any brand email, everybody's things are on sale right now because everybody's mm-hmm. trying to gain yeah. a level of customership. When you got talking about online shopping and things like that, it's kind of like, yep, people are really scraping, I think, at the bar- at the bottom of the barrel to keep consumers engaged and then you just see a lot of people they have no choice but to shut down their factory and i think it's like a very scary time in business i think Mm -hmm. it's a scary time for the market but at the same time right there's like all this cool innovation coming out of it right now where people are like shifting their production to like make ppe equipment yeah yep and how about for a freelancer i mean for you know a, a one person like sort of small freelance operation um it, it must be tough because, well, I would say maybe there's pros and cons because when you have a business, I think the struggle is like you have 20, 50 employees yep. that all of a sudden if income stops, you got to worry about them. But with you, you can just now hunker down and survive on your own and, and weather the storm, right? Well, it's never really just you. It's never really just me, myself and I, you know, mm. there's people I also have to take care of. So it's just a stressful time right. in general. So. Christina, have you made any investments in any new projects recently that have been affected either positively or negatively because of this? Well, um, I started this project right after, you know, we talked the first time. Mm -hmm. And it's something I've been thinking about how to organize my photos on my phone. Mm -hmm. And it's an app where it can find similarities and duplicates. I have like 80,000 photos on my phone and yeah, it's just, it helps so, you organize and it also right. goes through your iCloud. So it kind of like, it's not exactly duplicates, but duplicates and photos that look similar because a lot of photos you take sort of are like of multiple shots of the same thing, right? Right. Because like, if you want to like get a shot, you try different angles. Yep. And then it does find duplicates. Like sometimes, because you know, when I have a photo of like a something I shot on film on my 
um, computer and I transfer it to my phone. Maybe I have like three sets of them already. Yeah. Right. And I was and too lazy to go through the there. photo and I just like transfer it again. Yeah. Yeah. So what's but it's like a lot app? of people don't think it's like that big of a deal. Cause now we have iCloud, but it's like, you still have to pay for iCloud storage. So, and a lot of, I've looked at the other competitors, like that have like the similar features of a, like of the app. And mm-hmm. a lot of them can't go through your iCloud. So mm. what's the name of the app? Photo declutter. Photo declutter. Okay. Yeah. And so this is your app. Mm-hmm. And since this has happened to you, like, how has it affected the people using the app? Well, before, you know, we were really on lockdown, I was trying to push it more. And, you know, we had a discussion before, you know, I don't know how to promote it because I don't want to promote an Instagram for an app. Mm -hmm. So then I was starting to think of different projects for it. And then, you know, I think it's the perfect time right now because everyone's spring cleaning, you know, their closet, organizing their shelves and everything. So it's like, why not organize your phone as well? Right. Cool. So hopefully a lot of people will be trying to use it. Nice. I've used it and I liked the experience a lot too. I cleaned oh, yeah, up you a did? lot. Like, you didn't tell me yeah, that you did. I know I didn't. <laughs> I think I cleaned up like, I got rid of like 250 photos. Yeah, good. that's amazing, right? Yeah. And I'm not yeah. really like a selfie god, you know what I mean? Like, but I know people who take lots of selfies. Like, it I've seen selfies, But I've seen the way they do it and there's like 80 photos of the same thing like because they're trying to get that perfect angle but then Mm. they just tend to leave all the other 79 rejected options like on their phone yeah you know so no it's really good no awesome cool when do you predict and i don't know if you even heard of this from like reschedules or anything when do you think you'll actually be get able to get out there and like have a crew and a producer and a stylist and start working with people again um i'm not that hopeful you know why though? Because I because I mean, if you really look at Asia, like I know that I've spoken to some of my friends in Asia, and they just got back to work. Shanghai just went back to work for the first time like two weeks ago ish. Mm-hmm. Like when we just started mm-hmm. getting when we just started social distancing, they went back to work for the first time. Um, mm-hmm. I spoke to some of my friends in Tokyo, Seoul too. They just went back to work. Right, and they got hit in like January. January, so that so was like three like months, four months, yeah, three four yeah, months really. Four so. Months. I don't know, like if they were they started social distancing like from the jump, like I don't know yeah. what what that um, how do you say the right. gap was when it began. Yeah, yeah. So you have you have a lot of friends in Korea, Tokyo, and, and China, and you have a lot of friends in like New York and LA as well. How do you feel um, we as Americans are adhering to the stay in place, stay in home, social distancing like rules? versus your counterparts in asia like were they much more obedient and strict about it obviously (laughs) not obviously why obviously (laughs) well asians have discipline (laughs) (laughs) okay i mean Um, if you really look at europe like they all really like laughed at it you know and i and i've I've seen people post about it and say we really just dismissed it as like a, a really bad flu we laughed at people mm-hmm. that were wearing masks. They really just thought it was like whatever. And that was obviously a bad call. Yeah. And yeah. And then also like I was talking to Emily about this. Um, they also um, kiss both cheeks to say hi to even strangers. Yep. That's like spreading which germs. Is a, like, which is a traditional, it's a traditional European Yeah, way but that's and, just spreading germs way faster. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And then if you think about Japan where like they just bow. Yeah, exactly. And they Not don't even, even touch touching. each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah and also the the culture of wearing masks in asia right that like was always totally... like we were always doing that before so emily since we have you on as well and i want to ask this to both of yes. you i liked your advice on staying like active and like you know um that first five minutes rule i really like that how about in terms of productivity like when you got to like dive into the emails or do an edit or like you know do something yeah. that's business productive how do you do? You have any tips on how to stay productive? Yes, yeah, so I'm work. I'm having. I'm struggling with this definitely. Um, so I've started this new thing where the day before, like before I go to sleep, I like have an outline of the things I'd like to get done, and I'm trying to like practice this mindfulness where like I wake up in the first like 20 minutes, I dedicate. I'm trying to dedicate myself to either reading an article that like. It doesn't have to be about like the news and what's going on. It could just be like genuinely about anything. 
to just mm-hmm. eating something and then like, you know, staring out the window for five minutes. I'm not good with meditation. So like whatever that is for somebody that's mm-hmm. what I've been doing. And I find like having the list in my head and waking up to it the next day and like seeing it physically on paper, it's starting to make it a lot easier to like, you know, stick to like a normal kind of daily routine. But it's yep. tough, you know. I think that I think doing it the day before is huge. I do the same thing. Yeah. And I even go so far as to set alarms. So like if I have to like reply to an email, instead of just putting on a list, I actually make it like 1030 a.m. The alarm goes off and it's like, send that reply. Oh, and it's wow. like literally like shock, shock therapy. Yeah. Like, eh, eh, <laughs> yeah. I'm like oh, OK, I got to reply to this now. Um, Christina, how about you? How are you staying productive or, or are you finding similar challenges? Um the same with both of you guys um yeah setting a routine for sure definitely helps even i mean there are days where you don't have to obviously follow it but just having Mm -hmm. an outline or some structure because that's what we're used to right yeah yep and then like when you don't have structure you just feel like you're on a holiday and you just you know kind of really not thinking about it but it's not a vacation so right but um meditation too though like there's different ways you meditate no I've always wanted to for years, but, and, you know, I've talked to some trainers about it and Emily told me, Joe Holder, we used to train with him and he's really big on that. And I just like have no patience and mm-hmm. I just do different yeah, things that you like kind of equivalent or equivalent to it. It's just like, you know, just not being on your phone really is just the main yeah. concern, right? Cause yep. there's so much just free time and, you know, it's easy, easy to, you know, read the news like for hours and hours so yeah yep it's easy to fall into that internet cable mm-hmm. where it's just like three hours just flew by and you're like i just did nothing for three hours yeah and then you're just like okay well i just made my feel i just made myself feel shittier because i just read all this news and you're just like yep all right that wasn't even helpful yeah. um so in regards to that are you both sort of staying sane have you ever come close to like losing your mind at any point during this lockdown like every other day yeah (laughs) right like literally every other day i'm like no no i'm good i'm good then the next day i'm like wow i'm like it's like the grief the grieving processes of losing your social life if you like your social life you're like oh i'm angry i'm sad (laughs) i'm okay if you Mm. liked your social life yeah i I need to be like a like a really awesome it's definitely like a good way to remove yourself from situations. I'll put it like that. If you need to, mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, right. Oh, sorry. I, doing... Can I can I yeah, uh, go, go back a little? Yeah, yeah. No, I forgot to say like um, one good thing about starting your day is what I do, and this is before the pandemic. I always put my phone on do not disturb. Do you guys do that? Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I figured you wouldn't. <laughs> so in the morning, your phone's on do not disturb. Yeah. So why don't you do that, Jeff? You're too busy? You're too popular? <laughs> no, it's it's really about like, I feel more comforting when I wake up and I make sure there's no fires. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. And then I can, if I check the phone and there's no fires, then I can like sort of make my pour over coffee and like glide mm-hmm. into the, my morning. Mm-hmm. But I do have to put out fires if there are fires. And I like to, to do not disturb and to wonder if a fire is happening <laughs> yeah. is more stressful for me. No, for sure. Just, you should have separate phones then. I know. I just and then the other thing is I don't like to be like a bag lady and like have all these devices on me. I just want one phone, you know. No, so like, it's such a weird thing. Like people flex having two phones and like, you know, I, I had a French phone and a and whatever, but and a Korean phone and it's yeah. just like I don't wanna carry three phones, no, honestly. Yeah. I have to charge all of them shits. No, I'm good. I'd rather just I have know. one and be like roaming. <laughs> I'm also dyslexic, and I bet I would fuck up, like, which phone is for what. <laughs> you're right. I'd be like, wait, the red one? The red case is which one? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, so thanks for, yeah, for being honest about sort of keeping it together. It's a, it's a, it's an alternating everyday struggle for sure. Yeah. Uh, what have you noticed just in um, sort of, like, overall the state of the world, people, humanity, like, when you go out to like either a bodega or like you see the line at the grocery store, like are you are you noticing that people are inherently helpful and good, or are you seeing a darker side of people coming out? A little bit of both, right? I've seen both. I've seen like yeah. a lot of people be far more respective towards each other, and then I see mm-hmm. like a lot of people just kind of being like bad shit crazy. Do you get Savages. that joke? Bad, bad, bad shit, bad shit crazy. crazy. <laughs> 
Did you just? I've never heard that joke referenced yet. That's awesome. No, <laughs> uh, actually, Aquafina posted saying like, "Oh, blah blah blah." She was like on set filming, and she said she was flying back, and I had just spoken to her, and then like the end of her caption was like, "Oh, bad shit, crazy," and then I was like, "Wait, that's fucking hilarious." <laughs> she said that, and she didn't even notice. She's like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna steal that from you." I was like, "What? Yep. No, you're funny already. <laughs> Let me have that." But <laughs> yeah, but sorry. So you're seeing, yeah, you know, the other thing about the news that's really strange is like, on the one hand, you'll see like doctors and nurses are like our new heroes and everything. And then right after that, you'll see like this old man, like hoarding 5,000 masks or like so ripping bad. a toilet paper roll out of mm. an old lady's hand. It's, it's so like, sad. It's like, damn. Yeah. It's there, really like yeah. shape-shifting in my head. The meme that you sent me the other day, or I guess it's not a meme. It's like this photo, this girl made like a bikini out of face masks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like, why? What? Why? And it's Jeff, like, I'll send it to you right now. Yeah. It's kind of <laughs> crazy because, like, that's getting so much, like, attention, but, like, uh -huh. positive attention. And, like, look, it's not like, it's really nothing more than, like, why are you wasting medical supplies? Like, that's crazy town. And yeah. there's a lot of people making art out of toilet paper, too. That's, like, really frustrating to me. And, or, like, did you see that thing where people were, like, licking? shelves and toilet bowls oh what? that influencer like that ended yeah, up getting yeah. coronavirus like, Look, I, yep i'm immune to corona i can lick this shelf and yeah. nothing happens and oh then Emily, i didn't I send it. you that that's sick yeah. yeah and then so the toilet paper thing like two people like i saw it like like a couple times and i was just really annoyed and i commented on it you know waste and then this one person replied to me and said it's not wasteful if it's considered art <laughs> i was like I'm about Whoa. to throw I'm my phone out the bro. window. Right. Like, are you? Do you not see the situation we're in? Do you not see how people get at the grocery store? Like that. It's that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Right. It's a. It's sad. Yeah. And and I think it just goes to show how different people. You know, you mentioned even something like the Italians still sort of doing the double cheek kiss. Like they they process it in different ways. And well, I'm sorry. Speeds. I don't know if they're still doing it. I'm saying like they were probably doing it when like they should oh, yeah. have been six feet apart. <laughs> yeah exactly. and who decided six feet anyway is that even accurate like yeah it's oh, to do with the um the way like the part like i don't know i guess it's like you know like let's just say like spit or like if you sneeze like that's enough space where it won't hit you right mm -hmm. yeah. it falls to the ground yeah <laughs> but i have i have like if i'm out jogging and like someone sneezes six feet away but then like i run you cross the street the air yeah but then you need more than six feet. Like, I'm sorry, yeah. you know? What if it's a windy day, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it catches some air. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so... No, um, also, I want to bring this up, too. Um, okay. Do you... Have you seen all those stories about people really being racist? And, you know, I mean, Trump obviously yeah. said the Chinese. Yeah, the China virus. The China it's virus, me. yeah. That's just... Thanks for that, Trump. Yeah, that's just really crazy. Well, he's a troll. Like, he does that. Like, I don't know if you saw, there's a, a photo that leaked of his notes. Yeah, I did see that, yeah. He crossed out, yeah, Corona and wrote, like, he wrote China virus. So There like, were so many rumors, like, how can you believe that's true? That's probably edited, blah, blah, blah. But still, what it's done is done. He did say it. And... Yep, he did say it, yeah. yeah. He's like a hype beast troll. <laughs> <laughs> He's the, yeah. Um, so let's, uh, I, I want you guys to um, sort of predict uh a little bit into the future now right so like maybe nine twelve months i'm uh, not a wizard like, well yeah i i want your i want your uh, unauthorized prediction all right of, like you know we flatten the curve we're allowed to go out now um a vaccine is coming let's say like in a matter of weeks at that point do you guys and i'm only asking for you guys personally like will you feel comfortable just going back out to society hugging strangers at a at a bar Fuck no. sitting shoulder to shoulder <laughs> i'm not even gonna let but you even, finish <laughs> but even if like but what if the government is like no we're good go out go back what to your they life know? <laughs> honestly what do we know like like even what i told you when you asked me to do this interview i said who cares what i think right yep and who cares about yeah. my story? Like, really? Yes. But, like, who cares? Like, I, I had to really wring your arm to do this you, interview. You I mean, like, even the first the podcast, too. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. any of the things you made me do, you had to, like, <laughs> yeah, you pulled my leg yes. for sure. But, like, um, no, honestly, like, can we really trust? Even, like, the numbers that are, like, confirmed cases, that's even all a facade. Low, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a facade. 
to Emily, make people are, feel are you calm. In the same boat? Um, what are my predictions? Just and what? How will you react? I know it's hard to predict all of society, but how will you? Yeah, how will you react? So, you know, I actually think about this a lot because I'm part of a community, and we and I work with so many people in like a very well. It's not a small space. It's pretty nice. It's like a decent sized space, but I'm usually every week I spend time with about like four different groups of people, like sitting at a table with like you know anywhere from ten to fifteen people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been thinking a lot about like what, so I, I co-run this radio and like, what's that going to look like in terms of being able to be in the same space? And I think for me, I'll probably be a little weird. Also, I think the social distancing is going to definitely retract some of my like social behavior in general. Um, yeah. that I'm very nervous about, like, am I going to just be like a huge weirdo once I walk out that door and people will be like, oh yo, something happened to her. But yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that it's going to be hard. I think I'm going to be nervous. I think everybody's going to be very cautious in terms of how they embrace each other. Um, Mm -hmm. I also think it's going to change attitudes because people are going to lose their jobs and it's going to be intense. And every single person is going to be affected by this, whether they lose a loved one or they got sick themselves and had to bear that. Mm -hmm. So I imagine that it's going to just be tough. But I think it will be for the better. I personally, that's what I'm thinking, that people are going to embrace the idea of community better and just like Mm -hmm. being humans towards each other, hopefully. Just being a nicer person in general. Yeah. Yeah. This was definitely a huge wake-up call for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Like a reset for society. Yeah. Yeah. Like like for economy and everything, just just natural social being. Definitely yep. will be something for the economy. I don't know. If- <laughs> well, cool. Well, thank you guys for your time. Um, yeah. I know you got. You, I know you guys have a lot to do now. Oh, a lot of things on your to do list to knock off on this Sunday. Um, so before we sign off, uh, are there any like donations or nonprofit organizations that you guys just feel, uh, feel really sympathetic towards and want to support? Um, I just think if you can go to whatever your local food bank is and support them, because every single food bank that exists right now, wherever you are, is working really hard over time to help feed all the youth that don't get to go to school now. And there's so much food insecurity. So like, definitely whatever, whatever your local food bank is, go Mm. help them, donate to them. How about you, Christina? Same. Okay, (laughs) cool. All right. Well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out your Patreon. Oh my God. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys so much again. Uh, we'll talk soon. That's it? Yeah. Yes, that's uh, it. I'm sorry. I'm no, 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 I'm kidding. No, Jeff, <laughs> I did want to ask you, though. Did you hear about Shanghai? Like, they have this QR code that you have to, like, show yep. officials. Like, yeah, that's crazy, right? Yeah. Giving up privacy is another... I mean, that's Big Brother, thing. really. Yeah. I, I know people in Hong Kong... Who... Have a bracelet, right? Yeah. They have a, yeah. literally a house arrest anklet. Yeah, yeah. My friend said that he had to like wear it throughout the airport to like confirm with people that he's been tested and you know blah blah blah. But I wonder like if we're gonna have that system. Well, it's funny to see how quickly people are willing to give up their privacy for just a little bit of freedom. You know, like we'll let you go home if you strap this thing to your body. It's like, all right, fine, just strap it on, (laughs) so I can have my Netflix. You know, like. um, So I do think, yeah, that. You know, and we're not talking about like third world countries here. We're talking about Shanghai and Hong Kong doing this. So it could easily happen right here at home. I just feel like you, we all three of us travel a lot. Like I know Emily, I know Jeff, you too, but like, you Mm -hmm. know, we have TSA pre-check global entry. Mm -hmm. We have fingerprints on our phone. I mean, face ID now. Um, Yep. Yep. We're already like halfway done. We've already given it up. (laughs) Yeah. We gave it up. Yeah, yeah, so totally. clear. They have my thumbprint. Oh, yeah, clear. Yep. Yeah, I have clear yeah. too. Yeah. Yep. So it's like, oh, and... I mean, <laughs> I know it sounds it's... a little wild, but it's is it really that crazy? Yeah, we are. If it's gonna help people process, up. like how, uh, like if you've been tested and like you know, is it safe? Like, because my friends in Shanghai said that you can't go to certain areas until like you sh- you like show it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, that makes sense though. Just keeping everyone safe, like. Yes. 
unless conspiracy theory this uh, whole virus was to track everyone's whereabouts. Oh, I heard about that theory, yeah. <laughs> you guys see that thing where it was like a 2017 report showing that the U.S. had already had a cure for a very similar virus, if not this virus. It was like leaked all over TikTok. I don't know. Because... <laughs> I don't understand TikTok. So like people leak news and like... <laughs> rumors yeah. and like people I, dance but they're not it's just oh, right. so confusing what is don't go it? to tiktok for your for your news <laughs> no, no, no 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 i i just went on it yesterday for the first time ever and i totally regret it because i was like <laughs> in it for like 30 minutes and i was like oh dear lord <laughs> such a time suck yeah it's like all right i totally regret this now <laughs> yeah all right thank you again guys yeah we'll okay talk thanks jeff So before we get too far into it, uh, please introduce yourself. Who are you? What do you do? And where are you right now? Awesome. Okay. So my name is Liz Beecroft. Um, I am a mental health therapist, and I'm also the creator of the In My Feels Air Max 270 React, which is, I guess, how people might know me through this podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm also located, and where are you? I'm located in Brooklyn, New York. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And you're are you recording from home right now? Yes. Yeah. Currently sitting in my computer room cool. desk area yeah so um i definitely am excited to get you on on our show and thank you for doing this because i think one of the biggest places where people is affected by this is in their head actually right this is probably i mean you tell me is this one of the most mentally trying events that you've ever experienced in your whole career in life yeah i mean you know i'm very lucky where for me i'm adjusting pretty well to this but from what i'm seeing as far as you know my friends my family people through the inner the interweb social media whatever um a lot of people are struggling with this it's a huge adjustment it's a huge change for people to kind of get acquainted to so quickly um and yeah. so it's something that i think you know is very trying on our mental health for sure yeah and i think the other big challenge is not only is it so quickly but it's also indefinitely like we don't know when this will end. You know, there's no like, uh, like end date that like it will be good if like we can hold out till April 10th. It's not like that. It's a sort of like, yeah, um, there's a lot yeah. of uncertainty, which is really scary. Yeah. Before we get too far into the the mental aspects, I want to talk a little bit about just your personal daily life. Um, mm-hmm. So leading up to this, what was like an average daily routine for you that all of a sudden got sort of smacked in the face after Corona came? Yeah. um, So my daily routines pretty much consisted of, you know, waking up in the morning, you know, having breakfast at home, then going into the office for work. I work for a foster care agency in Brooklyn. And so I'm there nine to five, Monday through Friday. Um, And then after work, usually going to workout classes or just different meetings that I have going on outside of work and then kind of coming home, you know, spending time with friends on the weekend, doing things mostly outside of my current apartment. Yeah. And and the the people that you were seeing that you were helping, they were coming to your clinic and you were seeing them face to face, right? Yeah. Yeah. And when did that get shut down? Um gosh, I can't even. I would say <laughs> the days are all blended, I right? No, like, they're really um I would say probably the second to last week of March. Um I was actually supposed to go into the office. We were approved um to work remotely when possible, but because of my position in the um, foster care agency, we had to make sure we had at least one person there to cover um, each day of the week. So I was planning on going in that Wednesday and we found out the Tuesday before that we were all to work remotely indefinitely. So yeah. Remotely meaning like you can still treat people and talk to people, uh, patients through like just FaceTime and things like that? Yeah, exactly. So um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the telehealth. um, No. That's been put in place. So basically telehealth is the new um, way any medical practitioner or any mental health practitioner is kind of able to still have their appointments or their sessions with their clients and um, still see people for appointments, for therapy sessions and, and just, you know, so it's like done. Google Hangout just for the <laughs> medical industry. Yeah, really, it is. So we're we're basically having our our therapy sessions through um, like Zoom or uh-huh. FaceTime or over the phone. Um, 
which it's more so like a billing deal where we can still right. bill Medicaid. Track. And right, right. For, yeah. So are you like, are you still doing those on a day-to-day basis right now? Yeah, um, I'm still seeing my clients. I'm actually covering a caseload for another therapist at the moment. And um, yeah. Wow. Oh, this is, so this is interesting. I mean, uh, it's a little different because you still have to prepare for real work every day. Like even in terms of something as simple as like, you just can't be in your pajamas all day, I guess, right? Because you're actually going to see clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... From the waist down, I'm I'm usually in pajamas, but from the, the <laughs> top half, I'm like looking professional, um, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, we're still having meetings, group supervisions, and then our sessions throughout the day, which is actually nice wow. because, in one aspect, the kids are home, so it's easier to to have your sessions um, during the day. Whereas you know when we were meeting face to face, the kids were in school, and since they're also working or doing schoolwork remotely, they're able to have the sessions. Um, midday rather than waiting till the end of the day to come in. Oh, so it it opens up the time slots more. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. How how about you just like, um, personally, are you able to like get outside and get some air? Are you being like very, very strict with staying in? I've been being pretty strict staying in because I have really bad asthma and I'm actually pretty terrified. Um, Mm. If I were to get it, I don't know how it would um, interact with my respiratory system, to be honest, but I right. do, we have like a nice, um, size outdoor space in our apartment. So, you know, I'm very lucky and we're able to go out there and just hang out. We have like furniture and all out there. So that's kind nice. of where I've been going. And if we do get groceries, um, we usually drive out to long Island and we'll go there, um, and get groceries. Oh, okay. Do you have so, roommates? Uh, I live with my boyfriend. Okay. So you, it's just the two of you and that's it. Yeah. And our cat. <laughs> So yeah. Are, are you still um, creating and outputting on social media as well? Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's it's kind of ironic how, you know, for a lot of my friends who are, you know, full-time creators on social media, they're kind of facing a halt or, you know, a lot of their campaigns being pushed back to a later date. And I actually have a lot happening right now because of my full-time job as a therapist. So I'm able to work with brands in the mental health space and kind of provide support for people and, um, you know, really oh, hone in on that, which has been good, but it's also a lot. Like I just did a takeover last week with sneakers and stuff on the, I did a live on their account and, um, have another like a educational live type of class setting thing coming up next week I'm doing. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been hectic, but, um, it's, it's, that's, uh, that's something good. I like, yeah, I enjoy yeah. it and it's good to be able to kind of help people out right now because, there's a lot of people that are feeling all the feels yeah. for sure. It's uh, interesting because if you look at sort of like fashion, streetwear, sneaker culture, and mental health, there's not too many people that cross that Venn diagram like you do. So yeah. that's good. You're in demand. That's great. <laughs> yeah. You know, now that you've gotten a chance to talk to your your clients, um, along with people on social media, what are you seeing as like some of the hard truths that have been revealed about like just humans and people in general right now like what's your observations yeah i think no for one that i'm observing is just the idea of like humans being self-absorbed and i don't mean it in like a negative way um or like people being selfish it's just more so we're not as aware of everything that's happening with other people because we're so honed in on you know maybe social media or whatever it may be and this is kind of a time where we're able to take a step back and like reevaluate some of those ideals that we have or our value systems and just, you know, really practice empathy and and just hopefully come out of this with, you know, a better version of ourselves, um, essentially, because, you know, we're trying to make sure that we're good and we're in a good mental place, but also making sure we're checking in on our friends or family. We're, you know, actually showing empathy and compassion toward others, which you know, sometimes we take for granted. It's not, you know, not something we do on purpose, but it happens. You know, we get so caught up in our day-to-day life that we forget those little things. Yeah. So what is the average age of your clients? I see kids from three years old up to 21. Okay. That's a, that's a pretty, so they're, they're all very young. And so I, I like that when you say self-absorbed, you're not saying it as like a, a sort of a derogatory or like insulting term. It's just like they factually are like yeah. involved in themselves and mm-hmm. self-absorbed. Yeah. Have you heard about it? Are you seeing the same things on social media in terms of like comments and DMs and things like that? 
Yeah, you know, I'm I'm seeing a lot of like just people trying to use their creativity and their resources in ways to help others, which is really cool. Um, it's less about like look at me, look what I'm doing, more about how can I offer my skill set to make your life easier. Um, and I think that's that's really cool. And I think it's something we definitely need right now, and hopefully carries on until you know once this eventually ends. But yeah, I'm I'm definitely seeing a lot of that, and just brands too, like putting out those challenges and. You know, I'm seeing a lot of people kind of making yeah. fun of them, but you know, at the end of the day, that's something that kind of facilitates the idea of community and yeah, like, and you know. just distractions that like get you through. Yeah, definitely. I remember your campaign for your Air Max, and it was really creative and cool. And you know, I, I know you went through a lot of like sort of inspiration to get that. Um, and right now, how do you balance between trying to keep inspired but also not? all of a sudden realizing you've been on the internet for five hours, you know? Yeah. I think for me, I'm, I've been doing a lot of things that I normally love to do, but felt like I never had the time for before. So like listening to podcasts, reading a lot more, just calling friends that are also different creatives and kind of having ideas with them and how we can collaborate or, you know, how we can pitch ideas off of each other to get those like creative juices flowing, essentially doing things like that. I find her really helpful. I'm actually working with my friend Amir right now, who those journals that I mentioned in the last episode that we did um, by Idle Hours, we're actually going to create some um, online journal self-prompted like graphics that people can use. Um, so just doing fun things like that, that, you know, allow you to connect with other people at the same time. And you're not just like scrolling on social media. Yeah. Idle Hours is such an appropriate name right now. It's like the perfect <laughs> yeah. name. <laughs> um, what do you think? I really want to, I'm interested to know what you think about this. What do you think are going to be the long lasting effects of this? So imagine like six to 12 months out now, curve has been flattened. People are starting to go back out, go back to work and socialize a bit. You know, they're saying vaccine is probably more like 14 to 18 months out. So no vaccine yet, but it's on the way. Do you think when we're let out of the house, we're just going to snap right back to reality that we had before? or it's going to change inherently the way we interact with each other as people. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think we're going to be a little bit more cautious. Like once we're told that we can go out, you know, there's still going to be a lot of anxiety and there's still a lot that's going to be unknown, you know, how long, as far as research goes with this virus and the medical side of things, just trying to understand, you know, are we still prone to this? Can this kind of resurface and spike up again? Um, so I, Definitely think there will be some anxiety and hopefully people who, you know, I've seen on social media in the past, people who didn't believe mental health was a thing or people who didn't ever personally experience mental health. And so because of that, they didn't actually believe in the whole message of mental yeah. health awareness. Um, and they so, took it too lightly. Yeah. And now I'm seeing some of those same people, you know, reaching out to me. Wow. Like I'm actually experiencing anxiety for the first time. And so I'm hoping that like the long lasting effects, we're able to better prepare people for the, the next dreadful situation. You know, hopefully that never happens, but just that we can go into it more prepared. And even with healthcare reform, you know, just making sure that, you know, we have better outlines and um, the flaws that are in our healthcare system right now can really get taken care of. So we don't dig ourselves into another hole. Yeah. Could you do your job completely virtually? Could you do it forever on telehealth or do you think there's something about still seeing people face to face? Yeah, I mean, in theory, yes, I could. But there's something that just having that face to face interaction, you know, it, it allows you to really be collaborative. It allows you to really have feel and have empathy for other people. I think that face to face is just a piece that, you know, working remotely does not give you. I would imagine even if you're sitting with a client and nothing's being said but you're in the same room there's feelings being passed back and forth yeah definitely which which or, i don't think can come through so well on a on a teleconference you know or even when a client gets does something that's really amazing or they have like a huge you know they they reach a goal in therapy or something and you just want to be able to give them a high five or you know like really be excited for them like that kind of interaction isn't possible with i mean it is but it's not as meaningful as it would be if it was face-to-face. So, yeah. so with that said, will you have, as just per, in terms of protecting yourself as a person, like, will you have some 
hesitation about seeing clients right away, like once we're let back out? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I work with clients who unfortunately live in, you know, vulnerable areas and are more of a vulnerable population. And yeah, it's something that I'll think about. But, you know, at the same time, I have to do my job and I have to make sure that I'm also taking my own steps to making sure that I'm keeping myself safe, safe. So, you know, having Purell on my desk and, you know, wearing gloves or doing what I have to do, you know, just yeah. to stay safe. It's, it's like, it's the stories that you hear all the time on the news about the doctors and nurses who are really, um, you know, putting themselves at the front line. Um, but even for the mental health workers, they're doing it as well. Once, once we get back into this and, you know, I think the, the mental effects are going to far outlast the physical effects. Like even after we've gotten the vaccine and the cure and everything, that's when your job will really start to kick in is starting to like repair and heal some of the, the minds. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny because I've been saying like, you know, we're quarantining and practicing social distancing right now to protect our physical health. But because of all that, it's taking a toll on our mental health. And it's, you know, it's a very telling time at, you know, who has those self-care routines and who's been practicing those versus, you know, who really needs the help right now. And yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, before we go, are there any last um, shout outs you want to give to like any nonprofit orgs or, or donations that you really feel like um, personally sort of uh, aligned with? Yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Um, they're doing a lot of great work right now to help make sure people have the resources that they need um, in place to deal with everything that's going on mentally right now. Um, even like local homeless shelters, they're very much in need of any donations, just supporting local businesses as well, you know? Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Liz. No problem. Stay safe. I, I hope uh, we can all get through this. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Hey, thanks for tuning in and listening to this special stay at home series of the business of hype. As always, you can find out more about the show and listen to all the other episodes that we have on hypebeast.com slash radio. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It still helps us tremendously to leave a rating, leave a comment, and share the show with others. I greatly appreciate it. You can reach out to me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Jeff Staple. This special stay-at-home series of The Business of Hype was directed by me and produced alongside Christina Hong. Social distancing was practiced during the making of these episodes, and I urge everyone, stay at home, distance yourself from others, wash your hands, cough and sneeze in your elbow, and don't touch your face. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay inspired, and we will get through this. I'm Jeff Staple, and you've been listening to The Business of Hype on Hype Beast Radio.